0: Bavakama, Perak Zayn, Mishnah Dalad, 7 4. And back in 7 2, we had said various ways in which one would be obligated to pay the 4 or 5 payment. Here we're going to have essentially parallel cases in which one is exempt from paying that 4 or 5 payment. Mishnah says, Ganav al pishnayim, There are two witnesses that confirm that this fellow stole, so that already obligates him for the kefal payment, the first two. But then, Vetavachumachar al P. Eidachad. But there's only one witness who testifies that he either. Uh, slaughtered or stole the animal after stealing it, or Piazmo, or even if he himself admits, like the witnesses confirm he stole it, and he confesses that after it was stolen, he sold it or he slaughtered it, still he'll be exempt, and therefore, he pays the double payment, but not the four or five payment. Uh, the reason why he's exempt if he admits himself is because uh, the payment of four or five is called a knas, a uh, knas, Anytime you have a fine that's not compensatory, it's going to be a kanas, like a fine. And the rule is that moda patar, if one admits to being obligated to having to pay a kanas prior to paying it, then he is exempt from paying it. It's based on a Pasuk. The Pasuk of Mishpatim says, Elohim. He has to be found guilty by the court, and if he's found guilty by his own admission, he'd be exempt from paying that kanas says the Mishnah further the next case number two is Gana V'tavach b'Shabbas. If he stole the animal, whether on Shabbos or not on Shabbos it makes no difference, but then um, afterwards he was Tovech it, he slaughtered it on Shabbos. Since that's a tolda of the Malach of Shochet, which carries with it a potential death penalty under the right circumstances. So the rule of Kimle b'Deramine kicks in. And that being the case, um he won't have to pay for the four or five because he's at least potentially in the in the category of capital punishment. Um, and that, of course, applies only for the Tavicha, if it was a slaughtering that happened on Shabbos, if he sold it on Shabbos. Selling things on Shabbos is just an instance of There's no capital punishment, and therefore, if he sold it on Shabbos, he'd be liable to the four or five payment. The third case of the Mishnah is Ganav. He stole this you know, this cow or this uh, sheep, etc. The Tavach, and then he slaughtered it azara, for the sake of some idolatrous practice. So since slaughtering someone to Avodah is one of the four ways we serve Hashem, Uh, Slaughtering things and having the case one's liable to a death penalty. So then, kelim de kicks in, and the tivicha, the slaughtering, doesn't carry the four or five five penalty because of the kelim de If he would just sell it to the vodazara, so then he would be liable because selling things to vodazara is well, usser, not a capital crime. So would be uh, he would be obligated in the four or five. The fourth case is ganav. He stole this cow or this uh, sheep or goat, and then. It was Mishel Aviv, when he stole it, it belonged to his father, Umais, and then his father dies, and after it, Aviv, after his father dies, then he slaughters or sells the animal after his father's death. Now, since he's the son, he's a partial owner by the fact that he's like an heir, and as an heir, he has a partial ownership in the in the cow, since this is his father's cow that he's inheriting, at least part of, even for his brothers, it doesn't matter. And the Pusik says um, it has to be Tavacho Mukharo, he has to um, be Toveach it entirely, or sell it entirely. The extra Vav in, the, in those words, um, tell it has to be an entire slaughtering or an entire sale that was done by Isser. If partly it's his, then it's not a f- full crime that he would carry the four or five penalty. Therefore, if he inherited it, through a nachla, through a direct inheritance automatically, which happens after his father dies, he'll be off the hook. Um, of course, it assumes that it's his father who died first. If he slaughtered it and then his father died second, he would be been on the hook, because at the time that he slaughtered it, or sold it, it still belonged to his father. The fifth case is Ganav. He steals this cow or this sheep, the and then, after stealing it, he's Makdish, the animal, he consecrates it to the base of Mikdash. Um, now, assuming that the Original owners are miyayesh. If they give yeush, they give up hope of getting their animal back. So now he is able to be it to send it to become the possession of the base of mikdash. And even though the rule is that yeush alone is not enough to transfer ownership, that's certainly true. But as we'll see more later on in the tenth uh, perk yeush uh, coupled with the shini rishus, uh, the original owner abandoning hope of getting it back, coupled with um, a transfer to a new owner, is yes, effective. And so here what's happening is it's being transferred to the reshus, the ownership, if you will, of the base of So yes, it's effective. So since it now becomes God's property, so to speak, the base of is a property, then this thief now goes and slaughters or sells the cow or sheep or goat that belongs to the base of that's the hektish. So then he's going to be putter. Um, because the four or five payment um, never applies to, to the base of Mikdash. Um, The drusha is, the pasach says, or, or the hakdash. I should just simply say, because it says, l the careful payment of the two, and then to, from that extent, to the four or five goes to Re'ehu, to his fellow Jew, and the base of Mikdash is not considered Re'ehu, and therefore it's exempt from the four or five payment at all events. Okay? Again, it has to be that he slaughtered it or sold it, after he was maktisha but if he first slaughtered or sold it and let's say after he slaughters it he's maktish the meat he's sure on the hook for the four or five payment um, so all those cases the din is mm-hmm. he pays the double payment because he stole it with witnesses from the original owner from the house Tashlumi Arba owner but he's off the hook from the four or five payment now uh, Wrapping this up, we have a sheet of Rabbi Shimon. It's not Lahalacha, but Rabbi Shimon holds that he says, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Kudshim Shechayev Bachrayusim, Mishalm Teshulmi Arba Vachamisha. Rabbi Shimon says, wait a second. If the hektash question is a consecrated animal, which is Chayev Bachrayus, means that the person who consecrated the animal, if he loses this animal, will have to replace it with a new animal which if you recall back from Megillah, we have the difference between a nedir and a adava. A nedir means one obligates himself to bring an animal as a corbin. And then if he, even if he specifically says, he identifies, you know, Bessie is, will be the corbin. If Bessie dies since he took it upon himself as a nedir, then he'll have to get a new Bessie 2.0. Um, so that in the case, he's obliged to find and buy a new animal. Um, in contrast, if it's what's called a nedava, there's no achrayos, meaning if he says Bessie, should he identify his commitment is just that Bessie should be a carbon if Bessie dies, there's no requirement of him to find a new person because it's not on him, it's on the animal. So that being the case. If a person takes an obligation on himself um, and now his animal is ruined uh, or no longer available, like for example, someone that it or whatever, so now since that stealing it is now machay of him, it obligates him to find a new animal, Rebbe Shimon holds, if someone's is... If you're gorem mamon, if you cause someone to lose money, that's kamamon It's as if you cost him money directly. In other words, even though it's true that the animal's is hectic and doesn't really belong to the owner anymore, but since the owner will have to replace it with a new animal, it's like you're causing a financial loss to the original owner, that's as if you stole it from his pocket. That's Rabbi Shimon's position. And therefore, that would be subject um Two with a four or five payment as well. It's like you stole from him, actually. But animals that aren't, again, Bessie was not a Ned, but rather a Nedava. He said this animal will be uh, the carbon. So if someone steals and slaughters that animal, so then the original owner doesn't have to replace it, so then potter. Then even if Shimon agrees, he'll be Patser because, again, he agrees in general that shechting the base of English, is hectic animal, doesn't isn't the of the four or five payments. But uh, he just says, if you're a Gorim, if you cause a financial loss to someone else, it's like you t- took their thing. In any case, the halacha is not like Rabbi Shimon. It's like the Chachamim, who hold that um, even if you do call someone like a loss, meaning you're, they hold in other words, that just because you call someone another financial loss, that's not like, it doesn't mean it's theirs. So it knows. The person's re- required to replace his animal. Does he, the animal is still his? It's not his. It's just he has a separate insurance obligation to replace it. Might be the case is like the Chachamim Tanakama here that uh, even if one shechts, uh, steals and shechts a uh, an animal which is a ned there which was identified, still uh, he is putter from the four or five payment.